You are listening to the Inspire Her podcast. My name is Farron, and I'm so excited to bring in some inspiration, some amazing guests, and give you the tools you need to live your best life. Let's learn from each other, let's support each other, and let's inspire her. everyone. Welcome back to the Inspire Her podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. This is going to be so inspiring. And this podcast is going to be for like the every woman. So it's I love connecting with other inspiring women. And I truly feel that somehow you put things in the universe when you are, you start to be inspiring yourself or follow a certain amount of inspiring women. And all of a sudden, inspiring women just kind of fall in your lap. And it's amazing what that does for you. And so my next guest actually kind of just fell in my lap and I ran into her. Like, I think I th- saw her through TikTok and then I think I th- saw her husband. And then here she was on my Instagram. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love following this girl. And then we connected and I immediately fell in love with what she does and her message. And like the minute I saw her Instagram, I was like, I, you need to be on the podcast. It was like my first voice message to her was like, I would love to have you on. You're amazing. And I think this would truly speak to so many people. So I am so excited to welcome Katie Balmer to the Inspire Her podcast. Yay. Thanks for having me. What a warm introduction. I agree with that. Everything you said when I was looking at your social media profiles, I was like, mm, can we be best friends? Please? I know. <laughs> I have so many social media best friends. Like, I think we all need to have like a retreat and all get yeah. together. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yes. So Katie Ballmer is a motivational speaker. She runs the Truth for Your 20s um, podcast. Um, and you speak to a, what, a ton of colleges and you're just an inspiring woman. You're just in, an inspiring woman looking to inspire other women. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yes. And it's been crazy. You know, this whole quarantine business, I have actually doubled, if not tripled the normal amount of colleges I speak to because gosh, it was, it was a few Mondays ago. Monday's a popular day for me to speak to sororities because that's when they have chapter meetings. But anyway, I went to Nebraska and South Florida with a 15 minute buffer Wow! (laughs) because you can do that via zoom. And it's just opened such a world of opportunity to be able to, you know, quote, travel to all these different schools. Um, I went as far west as Wyoming this semester. And typically I'm over here in the Southeast. I've been doing a lot of schools in this section of the U.S., but it's just expanded so much because of quarantine. These unideal circumstances have had a silver lining. So yeah, it's crazy. It's amazing. Um, okay, so I love, we chatted and you speak mostly to younger women. Like you're talk to women in their 20s. Yep. That's my target audience. Truth for your twenties. Yep. I love that. And so if, so people, I can't see you right now, but you're not in your twenties. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I am 41 and I started doing everything when I was in my thirties and have just kind of grown more and more so passionate about this age demographic, because as you know, in your twenties, society has expectations of finding a career, finding a job, finding where you want to live. Uh, happily ever after a lot of times and so many pivotal life decisions often with very little guidance. And I know for me, I made a lot of reckless decisions in my twenties and by the grace of God met an incredible guy, but 
could have gone, you know, very different ways. And so that's where I just kind of started doing what I'm doing. Um, everything I did started with a blog post that turned into an ebook that turned into an actual book. And then when I had a book, people started asking me to speak. And then the podcast happened after that. But yeah, it just kind of grew organically as my audience was like, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Please don't stop. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So this, so you speak to women in their twenties and it's been like speaking to colleges and you said sororities. Um, so how do you, how did you get in? Like, where was there like a pivotal moment that you were like, I, I need to speak to other people. I need to tell someone about this. Yeah. For me, it was a total God thing. Honestly, this was not anything I had planned. I left my sorority days when I graduated college. It was like, you know, peace out. That was fun. Bye. But yeah, I just never envisioned going back. I was a marketing major. I worked in TV, print and radio advertising along the way, met um, a youth pastor turned college. He's an um, advisor now in colleges. And we, I started mentoring high school girls and, and I love the church girls. I want our daughters to be the church girls, but I kind of had this like itch within me, so to speak of um, someone said one time, what is your heart language? And, and to me, I understood that to say, what is the language you spoke first? And for me, that was a heartbroken and hungover sorority girl. I was, you know, dancing on the tables, <laughs> looking for love and all the wrong frat boys, um, <laughs> had a total 180 my senior year in college um, at Jesus and all these wonderful things happened. But that was just kind of like in a different box almost, you know, grew up, met my husband, did the marketing thing. And then um, I don't know exactly how old I was, but in my thirties, I had this total breakdown <laughs> in our walk-in closet as one does. And like, you know, whining at God, like, why is being a Christian so hard? Why are the things I'm doing so laboring? You know, I, I feel like I was working harder than anyone else yet getting nowhere. And, and just this holy hunger is the only way I know how to describe it. And in that moment, I have never been more sure. I heard the voice of God when he was like, when did I ask you to do all the things you're busying yourself doing? Share your story with sorority women. That's what I've designed you to do. And I was like, okay, drop that mic. Uh, I hear you. But I didn't even know what that meant. And I wasn't involved in sorority life at this time. But I mean, just faithful, crazy circumstances. I had gotten my yoga certification. I was a yoga instructor at this point as well and had a young girl approach me and was like, Hey, aren't you a yoga instructor? Can you come do a yoga class for our sorority? And I'm like, uh, can I ever? <laughs> so that was like my open door and started doing yoga classes, uh, started to get to know the president and kind of shyly was like, so my marketing background couldn't help but notice the trend-setting power that sorority women have. And I'm like, just really passionate about helping you guys understand using that power for good. Can I like talk to your sorority about that sometime? And I thought she would give me like an audience of 10 girls in a small group or something, you know? And she's like, yeah, why don't you come talk to our whole chapter next Sunday at the end of our meeting? You got the, you got the four, about 15 minutes, 225 girls. Oh <laughs> the my. mic is yours. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, what? So my goal was just not to wet myself, but <laughs> I had a college student come up to me afterwards and say, you need to be a motivational speaker. This was incredible. And I was like, I don't even know what that means, but that was like how everything started. And I don't even really know what I said at that first, you know, little speech, but it's just kind of 
transitioned and grown from there. And yeah, now I've spoken to over 60 colleges nationwide about how I believe in the trendsetting power of sorority women and how to use that for good and inspire them to make a difference on their campus, to change the dating world, what sisterhood means and how we can get back to that. That's kind of the roots of my topics. But yeah, crazy, crazy how how we get to where we are supposed to be, I feel like. I know. Like, I'm, I'm seriously inspired listening. I mean, my mind is going a mile a minute, like when you're talking, you know, because it's just, it's so cool to think that you can, you know, you're just, you were kind of guided to do this. And now it's like, you're so good at it. Like, I can't even imagine you not doing, you know, like you're so inspiring. It's awesome. Oh, you're sweet. Well, I think, I, I don't know, everything is used, right? I don't feel like anything is for waste. My partying, dancing, crazy days are now used to communicate truth and dating principles and like helpful hints, I hope, to young people while doing silly TikToks and stuff like that. So um, I don't know. I feel like everything is not for waste for sure. I love it. And, you know, so this podcast and, you know, definitely what I do is try to speak to women and just try to inspire all women. And when I saw your Instagram and seeing that you were talking to women in their twenties, it, it like hit me. It was like, well, if we could just talk to them, like then we could change the whole world, you know, like Preach. it's crazy. It's like, it's like, if we just, you know, because I remember being in college and dancing on tables and drinking way too much. And, you know, it's like, I wish if somebody had just talked to me and told me what I know now that, you know, you are, you know, full of worth and you can do whatever you want. And, you know, just, it would be, it would be life changing. And I don't know, you know, my whole life would have changed at that moment instead of waiting, you know, 10 years to figure out who I am. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's just who I'm trying to be. You know, I always say, I'm not your mama and I'm not your 19 year old friends, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I needed someone like that too, because gosh, you know, I certainly hope our children listen to me, but I, I get it. Like you, you need someone who's not your mama to kind of speak truth to you in those times when you, you it's, this, it's this precious stage, right? You kind of think you know it all, but you kind of realize you don't and you need some wisdom, but you're afraid to ask. And I, I don't know. And you don't need to be do- talked down to, but you need to be respected and, and just linking arms. Like, Hey sister, I, I know I don't have it all figured out either, but I got a little life behind my belt and let me, I don't want to tell you what to do. I want to hear from you what you want in life and then help you get there. Mm. And, and most of the time I find they want healthy relationships. They don't want to drop out of college. They, they want a clear and stable future. Um, but sometimes the decisions we make in our twenties aren't setting ourselves up for that. And so just helping them to make better decisions really. Uh, all the feels there, like all <laughs> the feels, you know, because I feel like, especially gosh, in college, you know, it feels like that was a time that, you didn't know who the heck you were, you yeah. know, and it would, and it's easier to just leave the situation or, you know, or just, if you, if you don't have that self worth, you know, or just knowing how amazing you are in college, it's a struggle. Like it's a comparison game of all games there. Yes. And for me, social media didn't exist, you know, when I was oh. in college and I feel like, yeah, right. I, you like ima- so- I can't even imagine <laughs> I die. Yeah. And so the comparison game you speak of, I feel like just has a big highlighter on it and a big, I don't know, ring light too. <laughs> just like yes. <laughs> a ring light is an appropriate reference, but it's, yeah, it's definitely, and gosh, they struggle so much in feeling like everyone around me fill in the blank. Everyone around me is in a perfect relationship. Everyone around me 
has a good, knows what they want to do when they grow up, blah, 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 blah. And that's because social media is giving us the highlight reels. And I am not against social media. It's an incredible tool. But what I need, I say over and over again is the logarithms are going to give you the most liked comments, the people who get the job, the people who get accepted to nursing school, the people who are getting engaged. These are all good things in life. But when your feed is showing you only that, your brain's going to be like, everyone has it figured out except me. They don't. Right. <laughs> that right. is just the highlight reel. That is the, like 2% of your actual friends in real life. So anyway, it, that's just something I, I say all the time. So it had to come out, but it, it's a struggle for sure. So anyway, just uh, fuels my passion to continue to mentor my young friends. Yes. I know you are in a totally, you're, it's crazy because your speeches now are probably so different than they would have been, you know, 20 years ago without social media. You know, you'd say like, just pick up a book or read outside. And now it's like people, the first thing we do when we wake up, you know, and especially when you're younger is you open up social media and you judge someone else's life to yours and you can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. It's true. It's just, and and it's always evolving, you know, what I'm telling them because times are changing. Right. And, and I'm learning too. I'm learning. I've read 90 bazillion books about dating, but I'm always learning. And there's always a way to, you know, this is important, but maybe this is a different way to look at it and just always communicating as clearly as I can. And we have two daughters too. We have um, an 11 and 13 year old. And so that just adds fuel to my fire of helping the next generation of young women. Like, and I don't think it's too, too um, crazy to think that helping today's young women be their best selves and like make healthy decisions as it relates to all areas of life, like it can change the world. As you said earlier, you know, because they're going to choose healthier fathers uh, or husbands who are going to be healthier fathers. And they're going to be better equipped mothers who are going to change the next generation and then better equipped employees and people who pay their mortgages, like (laughs) all the things, you know? (laughs) So, yeah. I love that. So do you speak do you speak a lot about relationships? It sounds like it comes back to that a lot. It does. As you can imagine, this age group is very interested in healthy dating. And it's funny because, so when I do my little talk, it's like, here's, you know, why you have trendsetting power. Here's how to use it for good. And let's talk about changing the dating world. And like, you could just see the whole room, like, say what, what? We're talking about <laughs> boys. Like, <laughs> like take and their, yeah, their ears perk up. And it's what I get the most feedback on you know, when I leave, like, I just want to let you know, you said that thing and it helped me to realize, you know, whatever. And that's, that's the best, right? That's the fuel to the fire. When you hear I, some of my best stories is a girl I spoke at a school at Mississippi state three years ago. And I did this little part where I, I read it from guys. I did this interview with some guys and it says, girls, if you really want to know the real men you talk about, you must be willing to walk away if, if that's not what you're getting. And she's like, those words helped me end a four year long toxic relationship. Wow. And so I know, and she let me know this, you know, after I left and stayed in touch with her, this has been three years at this point. And it's so rewarding because now, you know, we're still friends on social media and she is in a wonderful, healthy relationship with an incredible guy. And she's told me more than once. She's like, if it had not been for those words, I would still be hoping he would choose me instead of Xbox, you know? Aww. And I write, and it's like, it's stories like that, that I am sure I am where I'm supposed to be in life. So yeah, I love that. And I love that you brought up about, you know, you having girls, like if there's ever motivation to be your best self, 
like, and to speak to others and know what you're talking about, like that's your motivation. Like you have two little people that are going to look up to you. Oh, a hundred percent. And I, you know, I don't know that we talk about dating anymore or less than any other households, but you know, we're kind of knocking on that door 11 and 13. I'm like, okay, at what age do we have them read this book? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And, you know, I don't expect them to get everything right, but I sure hope that I'm getting them a more equipped tool belt than what I had. So that's just my goal. I think that's a great way to put it. You know, you, you, I mean, for everyone that you're speaking to, you know, you're just, you're giving them a tool belt, you know, that they can use. And I think that's awesome. Yay. You're the best. Thank you. (laughs) I know. So, okay. So what has been, so people are asking you questions or asking about relationships. Um, what has been, you know, your best solid advice for, you know, these people that are looking for good relationships in their life? Yeah. Good question. Um, I think it all usually comes back to having a dating plan is what I call it. So the, just kind of boil down version. As I say, an architect makes a blueprint before they ever break ground. A business owner makes a budget before the next fiscal year. Why are beautiful women walking into potentially one of the biggest decisions of their life, a dating relationship with no plan? Because 15 years of mentoring, I've never met a girl say, you know, I'm just really looking for a irresponsible dropout who cusses at his mama. Like, no, nobody, (laughs) those are no one's standards. However, I meet girls dating those kind of characteristics because they don't have a dating plan. And so I just say before hormones come into play, before cute blue eyes, before, you know, song and dance and all the things blind you write down what matters. And, and that can be a very short list. I'm not here to say you need to have unrealistic expectations and expect him to be everything and more, but what are at least a few non-negotiable characteristics now? And then the kickers, I, ask is, does that list describe you? Because a lot of women will say like, I want a guy who's strong in his faith and responsible and good with money and loyal. Okay. Awesome. Does that list describe you? And they're like, dang. (laughs) (laughs) But another cool story is I spoke to a school in Alabama. I asked that same question. Like, okay, I'd actually do this interactive part where I'm like, all right, girls call out to me characteristics that matter to you. And they're always very similar, like loyal, responsible, funny, good with money. Um, one time a girl the other day said, smells good. I'm like, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, they're giving me these characteristics and I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And then I flip the dry erase board and I flip it back around. I'm like, but does this list describe you? So this girl in Alabama again, DM me on Instagram. And she was like, I hated you in all the best ways when you asked me that question, because I knew that list did not describe me. So I kind of took this like year off dating, like self-discovery, like what does matter to me? She uh, took that time to grow in her faith, to get physically fit. She even went to a counselor because Lord knows we all need some time on a counselor's couch. And she was messaging me this a year later because she was like, and I want to let you know that I did all that work and I'm in the best relationship I've ever been in in my life because I realized it was unfair for me to expect, you know, 20 pages of unrealistic expectations, meanwhile, doing no work on myself. And I was like, that's everything right there, girl. You get it. You got it. And, you know, no two humans are going to be perfect. But I um, interviewed a counselor recently on my podcast, and she says that there's no such thing as marriage problems, there are single people problems in a marriage. So the best thing you can do in your single life is work on that junk. We all got junk. We're all going to bring it in. 
but the less we can bring in the better. So oh, anyway, that's another exciting good. story. <laughs> I know. I love that story, you know, and I was thinking because, you know, how you speak to, you know, mostly people in their twenties, but all of that advice, you know, was so good for people of any age to like, what do you look for in, in anything? Like, what do you look for in a friend? What do you look for in your partner? And then turning that script, like, is that you, you know, yeah. like, especially like friend, like, you know, what do you look for in a friend? Oh, you want someone who's going to be there for you. Someone who's, you know, going to be inspiring and a goal getter. And then turning, flipping that script, like, is that you in your thirties, forties, fifties, whatever, and start being that person. A hundred percent. Yes. And that's the part we don't want to hear. We want someone else to do all the work. I'm like, well, don't you want them to be doing all the work? Cool. Well, guess what that means for you? <laughs> yeah, that is such a good, oh my gosh, that's such solid advice. And I, I really wish you were around, you know, in having these, this speech when I was in, you know, college, because I feel like, gosh, when you first get there, you know, it's just, there nobody, they need a you, they need a Katie Balmer. Um, and as soon as you walk in the door and be like, we're going to chat because yeah. I mean, how many women you just walk into that and you're like your first time away from your family, you know, you're in a new dorm. You don't know what the heck you're doing. You know, like you're finally allowed to drink all you can drink and no one's going to care. And Which it's is dangerous, right? Yes. And they just throw you into this and you're like, how do I function? And you are and like, when you think about it, you, you kind of go in, the, in that and you are alone and you've lost everything you've known and you just, you're looking for love. Like you're looking yeah. for love and uh, acceptance and, you know, and I think that's where like drinking sometimes comes in. You know, we drink, you know, not so much we like love, you know, that truly so much, but like you just want, you know, that, okay, I need something to like soften the blow here. Like I'm all alone. So, Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's why I've grown so passionate, really, even more so than when I was in college about, about sorority, because I was like, Oh, whatever. Like it's cool. I get cool t-shirts. I go to some parties, like whatever, but it's actually one of the largest group of educated women. And what I learned is the founding sisters, like they have some really amazing, just tool, just gifts and dreams of what this friendship stuff would look like. And, you know, before there was Google, they, they got beside candlelight and were like, no, women can support each other. Women can call each other to a higher standard. When I talk to the girls, I'm like, okay, you know, we're, we can either call the best in each other or let each other settle for status quo. But we all need a sister who is like, girlfriend, I am not going to let you have another run and coke tonight. <laughs> like, girlfriend, give me your phone. I'm blocking his number. Yeah. Or like, sister, I know this is hard, but you are meant to change and save lives. Now go study your chemistry homework. Like just little things like that. We can really call out the best in each other if we understand what this whole sisterhood means. And like you said, that continues in your thirties and forties and for the rest of your life. If you just can be that sister that you want, that you need, and you can, you get to show up and serve your friends in that way. And then they learn from you really. That's so true. That's so true. We do need a sisterhood. And I love, I love women coming together. I feel like I grew up with, you know, a family that was like, oh, like women are great. And I, and I, I can't stand it when people say that, like, oh, women, you know, I'm like, you met the wrong one, you know, like you, you've got to go out. But I think also you have to be that inspiring woman too, you know, yeah. go and be her and then you will find her and you will find those friends. Women aren't, you know, awful, that women are amazing. And when they come together, we can, we can change everything, you know, it's, it's awesome. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. I was listening to a podcast one time and they were talking about like developing third world countries. And they always say that they start with the women because when you educate and inspire the girl, then you impact the world was the quote they said. And I'm like, mm, I need to put that on a t-shirt. I need but, yeah, on a pillow, you know, I need it like, yeah. a- <laughs> yes. And then my marketing brain will tell you, you know, women are the decision makers in a lot of households and women are, have a, are a powerful force to be reckoned with. And having the idea of supporting each other, not competition, but collaboration. There is enough room at the table. If it like, there are young people who are like, I want to do what you do for sorority women. I'm like, cool. I'll teach you. I'll help you. Like, this is not competition. This is not the Katie Bulmer show. This is how can we inspire a generation? And if anyone wants to come along, like I'm here to help you 100%. I love that. We definitely need more Katie Bulmers out there. You know, I think, I think it is incredible because, um, you know, you and I were sending voice memos back and you had said that exact quote, like, you know, there's room at the table for everyone. And, and there is because everybody's story is, is different and that will affect, you know, different people in a different way. And so that's why there's room because we all have a different story to share. Yes. A hundred percent. I'm passionate about that message for sure. So, okay. So what do you think after, you know, all your talks, what do you think that you have learned the most about people? Like something that changed you? From the young women? Yeah. I would say that I'm excited about the next generation. And, you know, a lot of people my age get to say like, oh, the next generation is all going to hell in a handbasket. And rah, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> That's been since the beginning of time, right? All of the grandpas have said the grandchildren are awful and so on and so on. And, and that changes and there's, you know, social media, like we talked about, and there's different things in different circumstances, but I am truly excited. And I, I am because I know the specific girls' names and faces and stories of the next generation and how they are great women and how they are truly showing up for their sisters. And they believe in this idea of abundance and there's room for everyone at the table and they're, you know, doing the work to their, for their studies and whatever it is being involved in the community. Like, I guess the difference is knowing the names and faces and stories of some incredible women. It just makes me excited. It makes me not worried. Um, you know, when I'm too old to be relevant to college women, I'm not worried to pass the torch. I think there's some really, really great women coming up and yeah, I'm just, I'm excited about it. I'm not worried at all. I love that. I love that. And passing the torch. I think that's so awesome. So, okay. So what would you say to someone, you know, I think, I think probably my audience here, you know, I I speak to like a lot of moms and, and all. And so who are, you know, just older women. And so for an older woman who is resonating with this, like, what would you say if they wanted to change their, their course of their life? Like, what can they do? Yeah. Well, if you have a pulse, you have a purpose. So I I hear that a lot, like what's too late for me or whatever, whatever. And I, I just don't believe that, you know, my one regret is that I didn't start what I was doing when I first graduated college. However, if I would start what I was doing as a 23 year old, I didn't have the confidence I, I was too worried about those girls being my friend. And now I'm like, I don't need you to be my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I love you as a, I don't know if daughter's the right word, but as a young woman and care about your future. And I'm, I'm doing this as an adopted aunt, a big sister, whatever you want to call me. And, and I, like, yes, of course you call me a friend, but that's not what I'm worried about. So all that to say the, to answer your question, like 
a lot of people are still kind of looking for their life calling. And if that is where you are, I used to think that the heavens had to part and an angel had to appear to me and this is your life calling. Right. Well, right. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> and the, what I have found is see where something awesome is already happening and get involved. Maybe there's a local nonprofit in your town. Maybe there's a business doing really cool things that you love. Maybe there's a club or organization that you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I just love what they do in our community, or I love what they do online. And just ask how you can help. And if you, you the worst thing you could get is a no, or, um, or they just don't respond, right? Well, but there's other organizations and there's other things or start what you're doing. If, you, if it doesn't exist, start it. When we first moved to Chattanooga, I was like, I want to be surrounded by other like-minded entrepreneurs, but that didn't exist. I looked everywhere and tried to find it. So I just started my own. I reached out to other Chattanooga area bloggers and we just started meeting at a local coffee shop. And that's just been a really great resource for me. So don't overthink it. A lot of, a lot of people like to, okay, well, I have to have a 501c3 and four board members and blah, blah, blah. You don't have to know the whole journey. You just have to know the next step. So where is something awesome in your community already happening? See where you can get involved. Don't overthink it. Or maybe just invent that new thing by just doing the next step, doing the next right thing, and then the next right thing, and then the next right thing. And who knows where it will take you. Gosh, that was solid advice. I mean, that was like, that was probably one of my favorite advices that I've ever heard Um, because it's, it's very intentional, like, and it's, and simple, just find something awesome and go and do it. And I love, I love that. I think, you know, um, and I think you're right. We probably do overthink, you know, as women, we overthink things or we're like, oh, I have to need this and this, or I have to find the right friends, or I need to do this, or I wish I had this, or I wish I had a community. It's like, no, no, just go. Just go, yes. just go find it, you know? Yeah. It's, I'm really, I don't know. I'm an Enneagram three. I don't know if you know anything about that, but we're the achievers, <laughs> which is good <laughs> and bad. They're, they're all good and bad. Right. But I, um, I, I don't know, maybe that's part of the reason why, but one of my favorite quotes is the only way to get ahead is to get started. And my husband and I always joke because say wh- whatever it is that we're learning. I'm the one who jumps in the deep end to learn how to swim. He's the one who sits on the side with his toes in and reads three books about swimming. (laughs) (laughs) Now, oftentimes we end up at the same place at the same time because I've done it wrong 14 times. Right. But um, it was funny because he was actually reading a book recently. He's like, I don't want to admit this, but studies show that your way is actually more effective because we learn quicker through our failure than by just reading about it. So I was like, Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. But anyways, yeah, just get it, just get it started. That's what you got to do. Yeah. I think that's solid advice. And I, um, you know, and I especially love you saying, you know, if you, something's not there, just, just do it, you know, you come up with it and, you know, especially now with social media, you know, we have so many opportunities to connect and do things. And we have opportunities to find like-minded women and and literally change the world. You know, I think it's awesome. Yes. Preach yes. It, sister. <laughs> so you are perfect. How can people like, where can people follow you and continue to follow your, your journey and your stories and where are the best places to find you? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm so thankful to just to connect with other women. And yeah, like you said, I do normally talk to 20 year olds, but gosh, it's so exciting to talk to women of all ages because, you know, we all have so much more in common than we do differently, but yeah, I would love to connect my favorite 
platforms are Instagram and TikTok, where I'm at Katie Bulmer Life. So my last name is just like uh, Fulmer with a B. So Katie Bulmer Life. Um, well, that's my website, katiebulmer.life. There is no dot in the social media. So just Katie Bulmer Life. And I am podcasting over at Truth For Your 20s. So that can be found on iTunes or Spotify and all the things. And if you do have a 20 something or a single friend in your life, I have two free online quizzes about how to help you decide if it's a healthy relationship or not. So yes, that is good. I love that. Oh, I hope so. Katie, you are seriously amazing. And I know this is going to inspire so many people. And just from, you know, you really took it everywhere from inspiring, you know, the younger generation to inspiring people today. And then, and just really giving solid advice on where to go to next. And I think it's amazing. And for my listeners and everyone, you know, follow Katie, tag her. Um, so I, you know, seriously, I, I was on TikTok and you, you know, I love your TikTok and I love following that. And then she's on Instagram and on the reels and all and on everything. And so make sure you follow her, support her, send people her way. Um, Katie, you are truly an inspiration. I can't thank you enough for sharing your story with us. Oh, the feeling is mutual. Thank you for this platform to help inspire women. I think that you're doing incredible things. Well, thank you so much. All right, Katie, I'll talk to you later. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspire Her podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends, tag me on Instagram, Insta Stories, or Facebook, and let's inspire her together.